Welcome to the Celebration Church Podcast. We are so glad you've joined us and we hope you are encouraged by today's message. I want to show you something. Hebrews 4, 14 through 16. Look what it says. It says, seeing then that we have a great high priest. Everybody say great high priest. A great high priest. Now, 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 I'm not going to get too much into, you know, the, the, the Old Testament and the Old Covenant, but just so you know, the, the high priest, if you think of Aaron, the high priest in the Old Covenant, it was his job to prepare things exactly right so that God could bless his people, watch this, legally, okay? It, Aaron had to set things in just a way. You know, God showed Moses, build the tabernacle, build it exactly according to the pattern that I showed you on the mountain. And, and those things are just, a, they're a shadow of, or copies of the real. So if something is a shadow of something, that means that there is what? There's a real. There's a real in heaven. So, so watch. So if you think of Aaron and you look at what he had to go through um, to put everything legally in place so God could bless the people and so people could dwell in God's presence. And you might say, well, Stovall, why, you know, why did there have to be all these rituals and all these animal sacrifices and Aaron had to dress like this and do everything just right so people could dwell in God's presence? Well. <clears throat> This is so important that we understand this about God, that God is holy. He's holy. Now watch. We have an art, a hard time understanding that word holy in our culture because we have diminished it and degraded that word so much. You know, we say holy smoke or th things like that. We've, we've cheapened that word, but holy, it means set apart. It means otherness. Like, see, there's an otherness about God. He's not like us. He's not like men. He's not, he's not like us. He's so high and far above us. He's so holy. He's omniscient, omnipresent. He's all powerful. I mean, all, he's, he's, he's holy. So watch the, the best way I can kind of give you an example is like the sun, right? So the sun, we enjoy the sun um, because the earth has been created in such a way where we are exactly in the right place, you could say legally, so that we receive the benefits and blessings of the sun, right? Without the sun, there's no life. Without the sun, there, you know, the earth would die, we would die, all that, because the earth has been set up in such a way by God as all the patterns and, you know, all the cosmic whatevers and the gamma rays or whatever rays, all that kind of stuff, it's just right so we can enjoy the presence of the sun. However, if we started approaching the sun, do you see what I'm saying? Say we were in some kind of spacecraft and going really fast. Well, all of a sudden, I mean, the sun is awesome, but the closer you got to that sun, what? All of a sudden, what was a blessing 
Well, what we would, we would burn up. Why? Because the sun is so awesome. You could say this about the sun. It's other. It's set apart. So watch. God spoke the sun and all the stars and the universe into existence. That's, that's how much more other God is than the entire universe. And so Aaron had to legally put in place everything so that people could approach God and God could bless people. They could be in his presence and they would not be consumed, okay? So watch this. That was the pattern until Jesus. Do you see? Now Jesus comes and Jesus' life and his work on the cross, one of the things about the cross is you have to understand what Jesus did on the cross was he legally put everything in place where we could approach God freely and with confidence. His blood provided a new and living way. Man, I mean, you think about, gosh, the new covenant in his blood that, that, that we, can, we can, let me just get into this. Just watch. We have a great high priest, okay, who has passed through the heavens. Very important. He passed through the heavens. So do you realize that when Jesus died on the cross, okay, so he defeated sin, death, and hell. He conquered the grave, but you know what he also did? He also disarmed all the powers and principalities, Satan, the spiritual forces of wickedness. in that heavenly dimension and therefore watch as the high priest you know what he's doing is the perfect great high priest who offered a sacrifice once and for all time and set up and made everything right legally so we could approach God when Jesus was passing through the heavens the demons Satan the principalities they couldn't stop him they had no they couldn't they couldn't stop him they couldn't thwart him he he defeated them all it says, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. I'm gonna give you that confession in just a second. It's Jesus is Lord. But man, Jesus is also your Lord. He's your God. His Father's your righteous judge. There's so many confessions that we have, that if we understood the legal right that we have with that confession, we would not allow the spiritual forces of wickedness that are trying to take hold of our lives. They have no right. They are operating illegally because of what Jesus did on the cross. Look, for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Why, God is so other. But then Jesus emptied himself of his otherness, of his divinity, and he came as a man. It says, look, but was in all points tempted as we are yet without sin. The other priests, Aaron, all of them, they not only had to offer sacrifices for the people, they had to offer sacrifices for themselves because they were sinful as well. Look what it says. It says, let us therefore come boldly. Everybody say boldly. Boldly. That word, watch, it doesn't mean like obnoxiously, watch, it means 
with the confidence to speak freely. We can approach this holy God, holy Father God, because of Jesus, we can approach him confidently and we can speak freely. Come on, can you thank Jesus for that? Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace. See, every time you see throne in the Bible, it's speaking of God as a judge. He's the judge of all the earth. He's a righteous judge. And, and I've heard it said before, hey, look, you can, you can know God. You can either know God now as your father or later as your judge. No, 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 no. God is both my father and my judge right now. You Watch. Your father is the judge of all the earth. Your father is the judge of all the universe. You're not only a citizen of the kingdom, but you're a child of the king. And your heavenly father is a righteous judge. And sometimes we need to go to the judge to get him to execute, so to speak, or to serve a sentence on those things that are in our lives that have no right to be there because of what our high priest Jesus accomplished on the cross through his blood. That's why Satan's called what? The accuser. Think of a courtroom. He's the prosecutor, he's the accuser. But you know what? You have all the evidence, you have the cross. That's the only evidence that matters what Jesus did on the cross. It doesn't matter what he accuses you of, he has no legal right. He's a liar, he's accusing you illegally. That's why when he accuses you, what can you always say? Yeah, I might not be worthy, but worthy is the lamb that was slain, that was slain. The blood of Jesus gives me the right as a child of God to approach the righteous judge. Look, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. That word is help in the time of need. It means in an, in an urgent season. Keep going. Let me show you this. Look, and you, now we're talking about the, the atonement here. Look, and you being dead in your trespasses and the uncircumcision of your flesh, he has made alive, I love this, together with him, having forgiven you of what? All your trespasses. All your trespasses. Watch this, watch this, watch this. Forgiven you all of your trespasses, having wiped out, look, the handwriting of requirements, the legalities that were against us, which was contrary to us, look at this. And he has taken it out of the way, having nailed it to the cross. Having what? Disarmed the principalities and powers. He made them a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. When Jesus shed his blood and rose again, you know what he did to the spiritual forces of wickedness? He stripped them and disarmed them 
of all of their legal rights over us. They have no power. They have no authority in your life. They have no dominion in your life. If they are in your life, they are operating illegally. And guess who is the legislator of all the earth that gives righteous judgments and judges the things that are illegally operating in your life? your heavenly father because of the blood of Jesus. Look at this. Keep going. When Jesus died on the cross, he legally provided atonement. See, the covenant is a legal entity. The covenant God made with you through the blood of his son, look, he, he legally provided atonement for all mankind for all ages. Atonement, this is reconciliation. Atonement, it means the at one meant or the at one event. He made us one with God through Christ Jesus. Are, are you following me here? Keep going. Second Corinthians 5, 18, 19. Look, now all things are of God who is what? Reconciled us, the atonement. Through the atonement, through the blood of Jesus. He's reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ and has given us what? The ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Not what? Imputing their trespasses to them. Why? Because Jesus took those out. He took them out. He took them out on the cross. Not imputing their trespasses to them and, was com and has committed to us the word of reconciliation. The ministry of reconciliation and the word of reconciliation that I'm preaching to you today is this. Jesus bore your sins. He died for your sins. He shed his blood for you and for your sins. And now watch. God, through Christ, invites you into oneness. He invites you into oneness with him through the covenant where you have all the legal rights of a son and of a daughter. You have all the legal rights to appropriate the benefits and the blessings of the covenant. This is so, so important. Listen, you are no longer a slave. You are a child of, we used to be slaves. If you don't know Jesus, you're a slave to sin, therefore you're a slave to Satan and those principalities and powers. But as soon as you come in to the new covenant through the blood of Jesus, guess what? They are not, they, they, he wiped them out. They, they, if they're in your life, they're operating illegally and all you have to do is go to your father, the judge of all the earth and say, heavenly father, bring your righteous judgment against these things that are operating illegally in my life. Come on, can you give God some praise? Can you give him some praise? Keep going. I'm almost done. Now then look, we are ambassadors for Christ as though God were pleading through us. Look, we implore you on Christ's behalf, look, be reconciled to God. 
But he just said God reconciled the world to himself through Christ. But now Paul's saying we need to be reconciled to God. What is that? Because the covenant, there's two parts. Jesus did the hard part. He shed his blood for you. But you still have to say yes to God to access and appropriate the powerful blessings and benefits that come with the atonement, the blood of Jesus. Look at this, watch this verse, keep going. First John 1, 9. If we confess our sins, he is what? Faithful. Why is God faithful? Because he's in covenant with you. God, listen, God's not like us. We need to thank God that he's otherness, that he's holy. He doesn't lie. He's not a man that he should lie. He doesn't break his word. Even when we're not faithful, he is faithful. God will always track us down. He is a loyal, faithful, heavenly father, a righteous judge. He is always faithful. From Genesis to Revelation, you know what the story of God is? He's, he's, he's pursuing man even though man's rebelled against him. He's being faithful to his covenant even though we've broken his covenant. He is faithful. Many times we are not, but he is always faithful. He will never, ever break his word. He's a faithful father. But look at this. He's faithful and what? Just. Justice. He brings justice. Look, justice to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Do you notice this is talking about forgiveness? Now, nowhere in this scripture does it say anything about mercy but it talks about justice. Why? Because God showed us his love and mercy in the sacrifice of our Lord Jesus Christ. Watch. And now that mercy's extended to us when we come into covenant with God. Are you ready for this? Because of what Jesus did on the cross, because of the blood of Jesus, if you come and confess, God is legally obligated. He has set his word above his name. He is God. God doesn't break the rules. He operates within the rules, within the legal system of the universe that he set up. That's why the Bible says you're justified. It is just as though you've never sinned. So what God does is when you confess your sins, it's actually his righteous judgment. He sees Jesus worthy as the lamb that was slain. Sins are forgiven based on that legal precedent. It is not optional. It is for you as a child of God. And to say anything less is to diminish the work of Jesus on the cross and to cheapen his blood.
good God. I'm going to pray. I want you to listen. My daughter, Annabelle, I guess on a lighter side, she turns 16 tomorrow. And so she can get her driver's license. And she can legally drive anywhere. Right now, she drives today. You know what? She's driving illegal. The law is against her. They can, you know, fine her, throw her in jail, whatever, but watch. Tomorrow, she turns 16 and she meets the legal requirements of getting her driver's license and driving an automobile. Do you see? Too many of us, we don't realize that God through Jesus has given you a license that now as a child of the king, as a son or daughter in the kingdom, you have a legal right to the citizenship, to approach the throne of grace, to exercise the authority of Jesus, to plead the blood of Jesus. Satan is operating illegally in your life. dad he's not only the judge of the universe he's your father you're in his family the day is over it's over no more are we going to allow the enemy to operate illegally in our life because we don't understand the sacrifice of Jesus and the atonement and what he purchased on the cross. Do you hear me? I'm telling you, God, he is done. He's done with the traditions of man. He's done with the doctrines of men. He's done. He's done with people taking his glory. He's done with, 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 with people promoting themselves having traditions to justify their disconnect from the realities of heaven. It's over. If we confess our sins, he's what? And to and his mercy is extended to you actually from his justice. Jesus was judged on the cross for you. Now we have the legal precedent. The accuser of the brethren is a liar. He is the father of lies. He has no case to stand on. He has no evidence. Worthy is the lamb that was slain. And I'm telling you right now, look, you have a part. Whether you're far from God, or whether you've, you, you're, you're away from God. I'm telling you right now, based on the cross of Jesus and his blood, if you come to God today and you confess your sins, one thing, you have a part. That's why repentance is so important. There's always a part. 
You repent, faith in God, God saves. You confess, God forgives and cleanses. If you need forgiveness, if you need to be cleansed, if you're away from God today, you have an opportunity right now to come into his covenant and know beyond a shadow of a doubt that he will forgive you and cleanse you and he is faithful to you and he is a just, righteous God who loves that you are coming to him to receive a just verdict that you have the legal right to be forgiven because of the blood of Jesus that was shed on that cross. Do you hear me? No more, no more condemnation, no more any of that. That is a lie, that's illegal. So here's what I'm gonna do. If you need forgiveness, if you need cleansing, whether you don't know Jesus or you do know Jesus, but you know you've been, you're far from God, I'm gonna ask you to come to this altar right now, wherever you are. Come on, give my hand everybody. Come on. Come on down here. God, Come on, heaven's rejoicing right now. We started praising with heaven. We need to keep praising with heaven. And ushers, don't let people out those doors unless it's an emergency. We serve a holy God. It's so beautiful. Come on, at all of our locations, that you just keep coming. Now, listen is more common. Listen to me. I want to tell you another part about this, and it's a serious part. Okay? The Bible says, when you hear his voice, don't harden your heart. Because the time is going to come when the dispensation of grace is over. And you won't be able to. It's called the day of the Lord. And back to the atonement, watch. Back to the atonement in the old covenant. It's interesting. There were two animals, actually three. There's a bull and two goats. But on the Day of Atonement, 
God told Aaron, here's what you do. You cast lots, there's these two goats. Interesting, not a lamb, not two lambs, two goats. He said, cast these lots. He said, one of them's mine. That one you sacrifice, spill his blood for the atonement. He said, the other one, his part of the atonement is I want you to lay hands on him impart the sins of Israel. Don't sacrifice him, don't kill him. I want you to send him outside the camp, outside the covenant. Send him out into the wilderness. Now we call it, in your, in your English translations, it's called a scapegoat. But the Hebrew name is Azazel. And that means the wandering goat. The Hebrew name is Azazel. If you understand Hebrew history and Genesis 6 and Satan and the fallen angels and how they corrupted mankind and then all the enemies in the promised land and the giants and how they would constantly attack and try to corrupt Israel. Azazel was one of Satan's leading fallen angels, demonic principalities. God, so there was a goat for Yahweh and a goat for Azazel. God said, this goat, my goat, you slay. Azazel's, lay your hands on it, transfer the sins and send him outside the camp. Now God wasn't sending a sacrifice to a demon God, but you know what he was doing? He was sending sin back to where it belongs. And that is outside, outside the covenant, outside the people of God. It has no right in here. It has no legal precedent in here. Faithful and just to forgive and cleanse too. You might say, well, why? Why on the Day of Atonement, why was it a goat or two goats and not a lamb? Why was the, the Yahweh's goat sacrificed for atonement? Jesus was the lamb that was slain and he was. But what does the Bible also say about his sacrifice? That he who knew no sin, what? Became the sin. We were the And Jesus took that upon himself, our sins. What he had to go through, I can't. How God could be this other and then all, and then empty himself to that and then reduce himself to that for you and for me. And when we worship him, he asks for so little. You know, he just wants, just wants, you know, what, what, an hour and 15 minutes, an hour, he just wants us to create a sacred space. He just, he just asks for so little compared to what he's given us. Yes. Watch, 
So the day of the Lord, there was the coming of Jesus. Thank God, Yahweh's goat and Yahweh's lamb, that was slain so we can be forgiven. But you know, there's the fulfillment of the day of the Lord, what the Jews call Yom Kippur. And when Jesus comes there, there's no more of this. There's no more. And what does he say when the Lord comes and returns? He will sit there as a righteous judge. And there'll be what? The sheep and the goats. Goats. And he'll say to those on his left, the goats. Can you imagine being there? Here's the lamb that was slain and you're still gonna have to pay for your sins. Do you see what I'm saying? This, you were, can you, and what does Jesus say? Watch, this is our loving savior. Stop, stop, stop. No music. Our loving Jesus says this. He says, depart from me into the everlasting fire prepared for the devil, his angels, Azazel. Depart from me. And he's gonna send, send the sin and sinners outside of the new Jerusalem. They're gonna outside the covenant. They're outside the camp into the everlasting fire. <sighs> Thank God that we still live in a day that God's not imputing our sins against us yet. There's time. So I just wanna, before I pray, I just wanna make sure. Cause I feel, I just feel like, I just feel like there's one more left. I just feel like there's one more left. Don't let Satan have one more hour of your life. He is leading you down a road to destruction. Just get down. Come on, give my hand everybody. You come and give glory to Jesus. Come on, they're still coming, come on. Come on.
God wants you inside the camp. He wants you inside the camp. He wants you in the covenant. He wants you, he wants you in here where the blood of Jesus has paid the price for all of your sins. You lost today, devil, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, you lost. And he'll get, I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep waiting, just anybody, uh, just, we're almost, it's not even. We just, you know, we just, he just asked for so little. This, this whole casual, listen, God is full of mercy and grace. You just need, we need to understand how would you approach a king? If Jesus like showed up right here, how, how would you come into church? Would you approach him? Mm. This is so awesome. You know, remember the devil, Satan, Azazel, all the, all the fallen principalities, they're gonna get there. See, they have, they have culpability in this. They have their, that, that Azazel, that scape, they, they have culpability in all this. Yeah, we're sinners, but they're the tempters. And they're out to destroy us. Remember this, we're not fighting for God. God is fighting for us. God is fighting for us. He didn't have to do any of this. God, you think God's threatened? God could have just cut us off in a, somewhere. No, he's fighting for us. He's a faithful God. Are y'all ready to confess? I don't know where you are with God, but I just want to, Welcome you or welcome you back to God's family. And uh, amen. And we're gonna pray this prayer. We're gonna pray this prayer. And you know what? You're gonna go forward from here and you are gonna walk in your legal, legal, legal rights as a child of God and understand all bondage, all addiction, all of that stuff, all of that stuff is in your life illegally. Amen? Repeat this prayer. Say this. Mean it with your heart. Let's just be silent. Just a sec. Say, Lord Jesus, I repent of my sin and I confess my sin to you. And Lord, I thank you that you are faithful and you are just to forgive me of all of my sins and to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I thank you 
for reconciling me, bringing me back to you through the blood of Jesus on the cross. I say yes to you. I follow you. In Jesus' name, amen. You've got a hand clap right now. Now what? Thank you for tuning in to today's podcast. For more information about Celebration Church or to get in touch with us, please visit celebration.org.